Welcome to lesson three of our study on Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. In today's lesson, Pastor Larry highlights the contrast between how we see the Pharisees respond to this woman versus how Jesus responds to this woman. So we've mentioned a few times about the callousness of the Pharisees and how they bring this woman seemingly as a pawn, right? We've, I think we've said this every day so every far. Every day so far, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, so they brought her in, but they're just, they just don't care. Like, right. where is that, where does that come from? Yeah, I think, I think the power, one of the things that is so powerful about the story is to see the contrast in how Jesus treats this woman and how the Pharisees treat her. Oh, I mean, yeah. they bring her in half naked, just shaming her really. So she's, she's feeling not just guilty about her sin, but all the shame that goes along with being a public display. She's being outed in she, front of everyone. In front of everyone. And, and how she's just, she's condemned hmm. and judged. And, and so one of the things that we want to talk about today is the difference between justice and judgment. Oh, big, right. big Judges topic. Judgment. Yeah, it, it's, and it's hard. It's not something that is, gets talked about very often. And we always want fairness. We always want to figure mm -hmm. out, okay, what does justice mean? And how do we judge and how do we condemn? But in this story, what we see is that Jesus applies God's justice differently. Huh. He's able to both uphold the law. He'll, he upholds the, the sexual conduct in marriage because mm -hmm. he does proclaim that it's wrong. Adultery is wrong. But then instead of condemning her for that, he applies God's justice in a way that provides compassion, mercy, and a fresh start. So one of the things that's so powerful about this story is the difference between how Jesus teaches her or treats her and how the Pharisees treat her. Mm. The Pharisees shame her, um, belittle her, hold her up in front of all of these people, right? She's outed, as you yeah. said, in, in, in public. And, and Jesus um, is able somehow to walk this fine line between saying she's guilty, she's, she has broken the law, mm -hmm. but yet is able to show her compassion and mercy. Hmm. And I think one of the things that's so powerful ab about the cross, about our receiving forgiveness, is not only does the, do we receive forgiveness in the cross, but, we, but our shame is taken away. Hmm. The shame of our sin is taken away. Yeah. We, we read in Hebrews uh, chapter 12, it's just, it's just something that we read over often, but I think it's really, really important to take a minute and think about it. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders all the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. This is our, our walk. But let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And here's the key part. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame hmm. and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so just scorning his shame, throwing it away, taking it and just, you know what? It's not there anymore. And I think, for, for me at least, Todd, I, I don't know about you, but for me, I think that the, the idea of forgiveness is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But so often, I'm, I'm not willing to go before Jesus and say, this is my sin, even though I know he knows it, I know all of sure. that. But the shame that comes along with that. Yeah, it's connected. And, and no, matter, no matter how much we know that it, it is forgiven and washed away, there's still that 
shame yeah, that I hangs think, on. I think that that holds us back sometimes mm. from truly being open and honest about our sin and about our weaknesses and about all of our failures. It's the shame that goes along with that sometimes mm. is so overwhelming. I've heard people over and over and over again and tell me that I can forgive other people, but I have a lot of trouble forgiving myself. Hmm. Oh, wow. Right. And I, I think that forgiving myself, that problem comes from the shame that, yeah. that we have to endure to go through that, the act of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. we, have to, we have to let it out before we can, before we can even forgive ourselves. And so yeah. this, this process is, is very difficult. For, 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 I think for a lot of us. For everyone. Exactly. Really, because it just, it just hangs on enough. It hangs on and enough. It, and it gives us that seed of doubt. And we're, we, we feel the judgment coming from those that are seeing us or know the things that we've done or been involved with. And, and it just, it, it, it just hangs on. Yes. And the, so the story, the story shows us a couple of things. It shows us that a that Jesus in not condemning her um, is is able to give her a fresh start and and take away the shame, but also there's no there's no condemnation hmm. in what happened, so, and I think I think that's part of the shame process. This this idea of, of you 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 know you get this condemnation that comes and so with the condemnation comes shame and guilt and all of those feelings, and this woman had enough of that. Mm. And what Jesus says to her is, has anyone condemned you? Yeah. No one, she says. Then Jesus says, then neither do I condemn you. Neither do I declare that you are going to receive the punishment that your sin deserves. Huh. See, the, the Pharisees, they, they, wanted to, they wanted to judge her based on what they believed God's justice was. An eye for sure. an eye, tooth for tooth, the Levitical law says if she's mm -hmm. caught in adultery, stone her. Where Jesus judges her, but he doesn't condemn her based on, on his understanding, hmm. really, of what God's justice is, which is you know, providing compassion, providing mercy. And I, and I think so often for us, in our, in our zeal, if you will, mm -hmm. to, to defend Jesus, to defend our faith, um, we often end up judging people and acting more like the Pharisees than oh, Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. All, all the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but even <laughs> I'll get cut off on the freeway and how many times under your breath, you're like, driver, right? Yes. My wife they is- They should be condemned. Yes, they should be. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is saying, Larry, you know, you know, so- we do this and we, we condemn either, even other Christians that are sure. in different faith traditions because they practice differently than we do. Yeah. And, and so we find ourselves in the judging business when Jesus says all along, look, you aren't qualified to judge, mm -hmm. right? It's not, it's not up to you to judge. It's, uh, it's up to you to, to forgive, to show mercy. Let God be the one who judges. And mm -hmm. Jesus shows us the way by not condemning her. Yeah. And, and so this should be our, the way, the way that we should actually approach people as well. Yeah. Instead of with shaming them, instead of putting them down, instead of condemning them, we should be applying the same principles that Jesus does and mm -hmm. says, okay, you know, there's, yes, there is sin, 
but there's no condemnation. Mm -hmm. There is consequences potentially, but there's no condemnation. Sure. What do you do? And, and how do we do that? It's really a difficult thing. Yeah. Well, and we come back to remembering that we're not sinless. We're not sinless. Right. We're not, we're not worthy of giving condemnation. That's Jesus's job. And we just have to keep constantly reminding ourselves. Yeah. If, if we were, if we were measured with the same way that we're measuring other people, we are we'd, in be in, we'd be in a lot of trouble, right? Yeah. We'd be in the same exact place that the Pharisees are, are in. And yeah. now we all go bad Pharisees. Well, it's like, wait, yeah. maybe bad us. Yeah.